0: Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Quiz Wizard Chuck Bailey and Super Producer Ian Stimson. Boys, we've been spotty with the, all three of us on the recording. We're on one week, we're off one week. Oh, oh my gosh! We're doing but, well,
1: let's not focus on that. Well,
0: I was trying to. If you let me finish my sentence, I was going to say. Well, <laughs> nope. but this week we are all here, and it's quite nice to be with you, boys, today.
2: That's, oh, it's okay. lovely. I think it's fair though. We have got to apologise. We did take a week off. I Why? mean, things have we, been. Who do we owe? Because people like people like consistency, Chuck. But I mean, Oscar's had colleagues have covid and he's been picking up the slack the lead up to christmas is traditionally very busy for me and chuck's got a new job as interim manager of manchester united how's that going chuck
1: yeah it's going well um first session today just really want to focus on the cups and uh make sure that <laughs> you know there's there's a good uh, yeah you know they're good lads they're good lads so, so ju- uh... just to
2: confirm you are interim
1: Inter, yeah, 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 Um, interim. I am the interim to the interim, really interim. Um, of the old guy, the new guy, some guys, any guys, and um, you know, just just happy to be here. You know, it's a big club. It's a big club. You know, uh, big players. Uh, they do well. He apologized. For such is the now the apology culture in <laughs> uh, in football that is necessary that you have to apologize for eleven really overpaid blokes running around kicking a ball in a fucking net um laughed he laughed in his uh post match against Watford for like a split second away I'm sorry for laughing just then um in like <laughs> a true frank lampard style um he's gone he's gone. Olay is gone. No. Oh, sp-
0: spoiler alert for rapid fire news. Jeez. given everything away <laughs> up at to the top here.
1: What well, was that going to be?
2: Story number five.
1: Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. I know some of you have been waiting to get your news from us, but um, the tiller is now unmanned.
2: <laughs> yeah, fully unmanned. There's no one at the wheel. Michael Carrick oh yeah a bit harsh on Carrick that so. oh is he yeah
0: is that who
2: yeah. he is yeah he's the, do- he's the dog mayor yeah. he is the
1: interim to <laughs> and this is genuine the interim <laughs> to the planned interim uh, <laughs> they genuinely Man United are planning on having Michael Carrick as a stopgap until they get in a manager who they plan to keep in until the summer to then get in a proper manager I mean what's Gus Hiddink doing these days
0: <laughs> yes yeah. no 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 he's only our interim mil- to the interim manager, please, and thank you very much. It's like interimception over there, just layers upon layers. <laughs> if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We are very happy to have you. We are two Brits and one American, and we try to talk about the Premier League, but often get distracted. Uh, if you're back, we appreciate it. We love it. Thank you. We love you. Uh, Leave us a review, five stars, join us on patreon.com slash milesoffside and or patreon.com slash Pod. Ian will correct me later, I don't know. Uh, He hates when I make that joke. (laughs) Just wind
2: me up every fucking week.
0: (laughs) Yep, pretty much. Um, But we like to kick things off around here with a very popular segment that goes a little bit like this. (coughs) Rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening... Gary Hoffman is set to step down as chairman of the Premier League following a backlash from clubs relating to Newcastle United's takeover by a Saudi Arabian-based consortium that is definitely not the government of Saudi Arabia. Clubs complained to the Premier League in October after it cleared the deal with frustration over how the buyers passed the owners' and directors' test. There are numerous human rights issues linked to Saudi Arabia. Amnesty International has since called for the ownership test to be changed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Someone actually mm. taking some... Uh, responsibility or at least consequences for this
1: sure i'm sure he's really gonna suffer for um moving on from that job probably come back in some sort of advisory role uh and maybe just maybe that kind of once you've got your job done and what you what you expected out of a role you might just toddle off with a massive payoff see also newcastle united (laughs) executives um, who helped them get the saudi arabia deal over the line as well not saying that it's corruption or uh collusion not at all nope
0: i mean here's something fun from this article uh he has been <laughs> just because he said no real consequences he's only been the chairman for 18 months so my dude mm. took over a month into the pandemic <laughs> and this is how it ends oh what a ride
2: yeah but he successfully uh fought off the super league didn't he so that's one in the in the win column no that was boris johnson Boris Johnson stopped the Super League, guys. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot.
0: Speaking of the Super League, actually, I forgot to put this in the rundown because it happened so long ago. But Premier League TV rights, $3,000 billion, infinity money for the U.S. rights <laughs> of the Premier League for the next six years. NBC has uh, kept them. I believe it was actually $2.9 if that's not wrong, or two point eight.
1: Money, lots of money. Ian said it before about, you know, where the The rights are kind of waning a touch in, in this country because of the, the appeal of it. And then you get NBC just coming in like that, beating <laughs> everyone else off to the, to the kind of punch in the States. Uh, a bit more stability and uh, the current accessibility doesn't change for uh, American viewers. And obviously that's a huge, huge emerging market. I mean, you, you only have to have 20% of the viewership that you do uh, per per capita kind of thing if you see uh, that's the wrong terms. What do I mean? You don't need as many people as a percentage of population watching the football in the states cuz there's about 400 million people that live there and only 60 million people here. So if you can tap into that market, many many good for monies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, by like a conservative estimate, this means that they're expecting to make at least 4 billion over that time as a uh, revenue so that they're money and a half in cuz otherwise, they're not going to put out that much expenditure like that's just basic sort of corporate economics there so they're expecting four to five billion in revenue from the u.s market alone
2: so how does it work over there is that a subscription model or um is that is that just the four billion that you're obviously saying you know because they obviously hope to make some profit is that just going to be generated from ad revenue
0: yeah mostly ad revenue so the way the premier league rights work is that they're on tv over here so you obviously have to get that channel so you need some sort of like satellite or cable subscription from whichever company you want to get it from um that allows you to also use the nbc sports streaming website so you can stream it even if you're not at home Mm -hmm. but they do have a couple of matches that are on peacock so that's an extra subscription for the peacock matches but it's usually like one or two a weekend they've been putting more and more on peacock which you hear me complain about from time to time peacocks like seven bucks a month but the overwhelming majority of that's going to come from ad sales on the actual network itself which is crazy man how many fucking how many of us are actually over here watching that's insane numbers insane numbers
2: Well, it's a huge growth market though, isn't it? So they obviously foresee it being potentially exponential in its uh, popularity.
0: What do we think this is going to do to the teams and the league itself? You know, you either die the Premier League or you live live long enough to see yourself become the Super League kind of thing, I guess, here. Right? With this much money, with Italy and Spain... Super pyramid lead. We
1: are the super pyramid. We are the super pyramid, the mega pyramid. You know, the foundations might very well decay um, before the top gets finished. But yeah, I mean, in purely selfish ways, I don't give a shit as long as my team can be evolved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds bad. My, right, my, yeah.
0: my. That sounds quite familiar if you ask me.
1: <laughs> the, the simple fact is for... The, the Super League clubs is that a lot of them kind of had to do it because they realised what the situation they're currently in is completely unstable um, and the UK showing the fact that the Premier League can still market his rights like this very easily and try and break into an emerging market whilst also having uh, domestic rights that, that are huge just shows that actually and, and the fact that the Premier League can Got a much higher um, uh, transfer fees for their players. Ship out more volume of players because they have better academies, um, potentially, uh, and th- th- those kind of things across of Europe. just shows that it's it's the most sustainable, even even as mad as it sounds with all the clubs going under like it's nowhere near as bad as League 1 La Liga um, or, or Syria uh, whether the, the potentially La Liga and Syria end up uh, joining to I kind think of, they will I think they will I think uh, you'll probably see Belgian and uh, the Dutch leagues combine really um, and just a few different mergers kind of start to happen across leagues because they need in order to sustain it at the current level you, you need to be attracting the the advertising revenue the tv rights all of that and so by by joining forces is probably the only way they can do that and survive
0: well it's crazy because over there and this is even ignoring like the second tier and the third tier like pyramids which they have everywhere not necessarily forty seven thousand levels of the pyramid like england do but even just one league per country that's like trying to have in terms of population what a, a league in every two states in the u.s on average like having 25 yeah. to 30 basketball leagues or 25 to 30 football leagues in the split states like that would be wildly unsustainable here you know what i mean so like in terms of the population and the teams per fan or something like that as we move towards a global economy mm-hmm. like that seems to be where everything is merging towards so instead of one big super league we're gonna end up with the premier league and a couple of other like also ran kind of leagues but
1: they like no, no other country can compete into. And I know you joke about the pyramid Oscar, and it's funny. But no, no other country could compete lower down the levels. Knox County broke their record for their largest attendance, and the largest attendance at a fifth, a fifth tier game: twelve thousand eight hundred and forty-three people in the stadium. Jesus. That's crazy. Like, the the support for clubs, even at that level and local, you know, they go on about the 3PMs and all of that kind of thing. Like, that doesn't exist in that country. People in France, Germany cannot understand how regularly, each week on BT Sport, where they also show Premier League games, they'll have National League games. So, yeah, fifth, reporters tier games. Yeah. Reporters, wow. people there, proper presentation, everything. Mm. Like, it's just... It, gradually bit by bit that's how the money is filtering down the leagues and being able to spread and so it just makes it a lot more uh, i know there's a lot of clubs going to the wall but a lot more sustainable than the the other leagues
2: is this is this a dumb thing to say and uh, i i haven't thought about it yeah absolutely your snap decision is correct um and i haven't thought about it anything beyond what i've uh, it just coming up to my brain now but is there any sort of equivalency between this and like as in lower lower tier teams in this country, and like for instance college football in America, because that that's uh, totally alien to us. That there would be school football, which is what it seems like to us, that is massively well supported because like they get huge crowds, don't they? College yeah, they do.
0: Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird to me also.
2: Um, okay, right. Okay,
0: <laughs> and also, I actively don't support college sports because only until recently, like they don't pay their athletes. They Uh Treat them as students on scholarships, quote unquote, and then like own their likeness rights and have video games and merch and make millions and millions and millions of dollars off these kids who if they get an injury now, they don't get to make the NFL and make their money or make the NBA and make their money in the NCAA basketball. So I generally find the NCAA gross and I don't support it um, or watch it or really know that much about it. Uh, But I do know that, yeah, they'd pull massive ass numbers. Like the biggest stadium in the US is a college football Stadium. It's where they play the Rose Bowl. It's a 100-something thousand. Jeez. So, like, the biggest ever crowds are at a, at the Rose Bowl. And, like, I think the biggest ever soccer crowd was at the Rose Bowl when, like, Barca played Bayern Munich or something there in the summer tour. Like, yeah. it was packed. So, yeah, college sports do draw, like, many, many, many fans, and I, they play regularly. I, one of the many institutions at which I got a degree was – um had a 60,000-seater for their football team. Jeez, man. That's
1: just yeah. –
2: Jesus I suppose it's,
1: it's the closest equivalency you can have because the reason for the support of college teams is because, for most people, because of simply the size of states and the size of the country, it's it's what feasibly you can get to and watch.
0: Yeah, like if you live in Oregon, for example, you're many, many, many hundreds of miles away from the closest I don't know, basketball team or a sports team or pick a sport. You're always far away unless you're in the Northeast. Like you're far away from somewhere.
1: People complain about the traveling for like UEFA competitions, but they're traveling less than the US do for a domestic league. You know, it's it, it's absolutely mad. And so I guess probably it's, it's not a stupid thing at all. It's just the closest equivalency to what we have with non-league. In terms of fan support, the, the closest analog to that would be college sports in America, I guess, because it's about just go into your local team. And a lot of people just do that on a Saturday because it's easier, it's cheaper, it's mm. it's closer to your grounds. You might be able to take your kids and it not be 120 quid for tickets plus 50, 60, 80 quid for a return train. We've delved far too long into the economics of this, I think, that yeah. we, that yeah, we yeah. definitely <laughs> thought to. Uh, <laughs> um, rapid, rapid, rapid. We'll yeah. Speaking of economics,
0: actually, Reading have been deducted six points by the English Football League for breaching financial <laughs> rules. The EFL determined that the Royals lost 57.8 million pounds between 2017 and 2021. The EFL's limit for that period is 39 million pounds. A further six-point deduction is suspended until the end of the season, provided they comply with a business plan which includes player spending. Reading dropped from 16th to 19th in the championship on 16 points four clear of the relegation places ian this might be a relevant time to say how's it going at posh what's up with posh island <laughs>
2: um red not still oh. remain above us
1: posh have got a chance got a chance posh have got a chance uh, they don't yeah. um, at least derby got another nine points taken off as well yeah yeah what's well, that uh, put them on zero i think uh they were on minus three before oh, I think this week. you're a championship correspondent <laughs> yeah,
2: i think they might be on zero now but anyway zero,
1: yeah.
0: Here, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Cool. Bloody hell. Fuck it. That's that's Derby in League One. Is if you
1: finish below Derby, no, please. <laughs> oh, please. The, the problem with Derby is I don't know. Like this is segueing and it it. Oh, we shouldn't laugh, but you know, Reading. Reading spent fifty-eight million pounds over four years, almost twenty million over the limits you were allowed in chase of the Premier League dream. Yeah. They fucked it. Absolutely fucked it. And like, I don't even remember them. being I'm not a Championship expert by any means. Don't remember. Than being in the conversation really for playoffs in the in that entire time um thanks for michael Olise though um <laughs> but like derby not only are they on the 21 points deduction but if if by some absolute miracle they stay up pretty much all of their players are out of contract yeah, this year yeah
2: they're on a transfer <laughs> embargo that yeah i mean
1: transferring bar like yeah. the levels of fucked is
2: insane the so like do um, they just
0: not exist after next year like what happens there we've had this conversation a million times i never really understand what happens
2: well no i mean it, it depends because they're in administration so ultimately they the administrators are running the club to try and sell it as a, a asset a, stripping a, yeah right effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah but the problem is that
1: derby as part of the scam sold their stadium to themselves yes for a load of money yeah but it's the owner sold it to himself and it's now gone. Yeah, so, so the, the guy yeah, who sold it to the
2: owner still owns the stadium. gone. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> he owns the stadium, but he's not the owner anymore of the team.
2: No, well, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. The, well, he's still, it's weird. He still sort of owns the team, but the administrators are in charge and are looking for a buyer.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So they strip them to zero, but someone else gets to buy the name. And the stadium, I guess
1: it's all up for grabs. Basically, yeah. anybody who wants to go in can handle the debt on whatever. level. But levels. they will
0: technically still exist as long as they can find a buyer. Yes, okay. But these gotcha.
1: administrators, these administrators who have took it over, have been part of clubs that have completely folded before. That they are apparently successful administrators. They were part of Portsmouth when Portsmouth went into administration the first time, which then led to Portsmouth going into administration a second time, <laughs> and then like them being down in League Two after winning the FA Cup and then nearly, and then getting to the FA Cup final in two successive years and then two and a bit years later, three years later, they were in League Two. Yeah. And it took like four or five years to get out of League
2: Two to League One. <laughs> but, um, o- Oscar, this is why you've had clubs in the past being sold for like a pound because you get a buyer who is essentially buying a load of debt.
0: The fucking pyramid, man. The more <laughs> I hear about this pyramid, the more I'm like, y'all are just like pyramid, doing pyramid. whatever you can to keep pyramid. this thing that shouldn't be going going.
1: It's 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 the fit and proper persons test that's all it is because it's irresponsibility you you have the irresponsibility of the Premier League with the whole thing about Newcastle wherein the fact that everyone who has to comment on the illegality and the human rights abuses and all of that are people who shouldn't be the ones to fucking talk about it look at the Qatar World Cup it shouldn't be on players to decide whether or not to go it should be on FIFA to go maybe we just shouldn't give it to them maybe we shouldn't give stuff to Russia because of like their abuses and their sports doping but let's call the to call themselves the Russian Olympic Committee. You know, (laughs) we shouldn't just let people buy clubs in the championship that, oh, actually, they own betting conglomerates in the fucking Philippines and are winning millions and millions of pounds by fucking themselves. Like, they, it's... A combination of the system allowing people to buy these clubs, and then clubs wildly overspending yeah. on the promise of getting to the Premier League, because the parachute payments basically allow you to be a permanent yo-yo. That's
2: that's the problem. The, the, there's nothing wrong with the pyramid in that a lot of these clubs could be entirely self-sufficient and sustainable. But a you lot get...
0: is not all in. Jesus. Yeah, but, okay, so why does every <laughs> you guys bit have of the economics on? for like 50 clubs, but have a thousand clubs <laughs> that are still alive?
1: Not every restaurant deserves my money. Not yeah, every football so club deserves so some restaurants to exist.
0: go out of business and okay. they don't exist. But here your teams go into administration, they don't go out of business. Then they get sold and they still technically exist.
1: Yeah, in a way, but a lot of them do just not exist and have to start completely again.
0: You probably have the people and the resources and the economics for like, I don't know, 60 to 80 teams actually to exist. And then the no, rest are no, extra shit that just are like artificially inflated into existing.
2: That's not true. So the problem is the the owners come in and over, Spend uh, essentially what what sort of happened with um, Man United in that that the, they load debt onto the club then, but there's there's. That, that's just like Chuck says. It's just a problem with owners.
0: But the owners are built into the system. Like it can't that they're part of the system. If no, your system 40, leads to bad outcomes 40 consistently. Forty fucking
1: goals this weekend. <laughs> Five managers have gotten jobs since we <laughs> since we last recorded, and this is what we're talking about. The fucking here uh, here
0: again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, guys.
0: Uh all right. Let's um, let's take the next three all as a trio. I uh, really sort of the next four, but one of them. Spoiler alert: Ole got fired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. first story: Manchester United have approached Zinedine Zidane. These are all from the BBC, so these are like officially sourced and stuff. These aren't like <laughs> dumped newspapers. Uh, Manchester Uh United have approached Nadine Zidane about becoming their manager, but according to sources close to the Real Madrid boss, he is not interested in going to Old Trafford. So Zidane's out.
1: Not interested in Old Trafford. Doesn't want to learn the language. Mrs. Doesn't want to live in Manchester. Next.
0: (laughs) Leicester City manager Brendan Rodgers says he is fully committed to the club of Leicester and any speculation linking him to Manchester United is not real. Uh, I am here as the Leicester manager, proud to be here, privileged to be here and fully committed. And all the other noise around that is something we can't control. So, Rogers is out.
1: Yeah, it, it, yeah, out of Leicester in the summer. Yeah. yeah.
0: Next. <laughs> oh, is he doing a cane? Is he like, I'm here until January? I'm
1: here now. <laughs> sort of like how Steven Gerrard said, no, I'm 100% committed to this club, Rangers. Spoiler alert, not there anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the third one of these types of stories, and that is that Mauricio Pochettino is open, actually, to becoming Manchester United manager. And it is not out of the question that they could get the PSG boss right now. Uh, The B-Argentine is held in high regard at Old Trafford, but there was a feeling it might be difficult to prize him away from PSG mid-season. If only anyone had suggested Pochettino to them over the summer.
1: Pochettino at PSG, I mentioned it the other week, is in crisis, crisis, crisis. Um, I mean, underlying numbers, they have like the third best attack for XG and the second best, no, Second best attack, third best defense by XG. Uh, they're third for XG differential per 90. But they have like a messy, so they're overperforming their XG by like nine. Um, and they are 10 points clear. They distinctly second best in the underlying numbers, to city and um all the money in the world beautiful city all of this all the best players and everyone doesn't want to fucking be there it's hilarious (laughs) and um just separately sure pochettino can go to man united but i don't think he fixes their problems
0: i think their problem is that they don't have any sort of cohesive system or plan so insofar as he comes in with a plan that is a huge upgrade,
1: I think. Ish. I mean, they don't have a cohesive plan on the pitch, but everything they do is for social media and social media interactions and building the brand and the stock market and all of this. And so, you know, everything they do is about... It's Effectively about pressure from the fans and and embracing toxic fandom because what they end up doing is to get the most interactions and and likes and all of that. And I've been I've been thinking about it a lot that we say about their team and bloody bloody bar and quote unquote superstars. And you think about the media frenzy and social media push that led to Ronaldo signing. Um, that led to Bruno Fernandes signing because that was going on for two years. That mm-hmm. led to Jaden Sancho signing because that was going on for two and a bit years. That has always been around Pogba. Um, and, and, you know, to an extent, Harry Maguire as well. And all of these people, Jose Mourinho, um, fucking way back to like Alexis Sanchez and all of that. And all of their plans, all of their quote unquote superstars and transfers. Have been about the social media frenzy and doing what fans like. Angle Di r- Maria, do you remember that one? Oh Angle my God! De Maria, and Zlatan. Memphis Depay, who is like Zlatan, was like Latin, was like it's Zlatan. all just an absolute, just millions of directions at once. Like, and maybe I'm forgetting, but genuinely, Oscar, and and I'm going to go through a few teams here, but genuinely, has there been one example of that at Chelsea? What do you mean? Where, like. Everything has been driven because fans have basically gone this player, this player, this player, this player, and and there is a quote unquote. Su- is there one superstar in like the last four years at Chelsea? And I don't mean world class player. I mean like a superstar,
0: global mega superstar. I would say Hazard is the only one we've had since the like glory days of the main guys. Right,
2: but you you built him, didn't you? Like like as in you built we got him, him into- as a
0: very very yeah. very young player from like not even a famous French team. Yeah,
1: yeah. So basically, no. Is there one at Liverpool?
0: That they went out and bought Van Dyke, I guess.
1: But yeah, but even he wasn't But he
0: wasn't a superstar at the time. Yeah. That was
1: just smart. No. Man City. With the exception maybe this year of Grealish. And obviously there was the Kane thing that went on, but i I'd, I'd Grealish was very much like a bing bang boom done. Like it was a lot of money, granted, but anyone in the Guardiola anyone in the Guardiola era, has there been a Pogba ridiculousness, a Sancho ridiculousness, a Fernandez ridiculousness.
0: Maybe Marez. That might be fair to say about Marez. He had just come off winning the league with Leicester. He was like the best player in the league. He was very, very, very in. A lot of teams were out for him. He was expensive. All of those like sort of tick marks. I don't know. He's not hazard-looking okay. big, but
1: like... But you, but you, but you see my point. The yeah, fact no, no, that no. no. I don't not, very
0: much see your point. It, yeah,
1: a, And so there's a very good reason... For me, why those three clubs right now look indestructible at the top of the Premier League and why if Man United don't embrace what they do have, which is still massively underrated because of all the ridiculousness and overpriced they play, a very, 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 very good academy and structure and that they haven't, they've had like what, an academy product in the starting lineup for like the last 30 years straight. And rather than using that and actually building a team, kind of like what Arsenal were doing now, to an extent, Arsenal had their period where they were signing the big stars and fucking it. That they now they they're starting to actually formulate something under Arteta. They aren't the Arsenal that they were, but they can't just get to that again. But I don't think I don't think Pochettino going in there fixes Man United. I think they're just they need to clear out a lot of shit. Um, specifically that one that plays with a number seven on his back. But, you know, that's a discussion for, for not this podcast and, and don't care. But that that was just kind of something that occurred to me today, that it's kind of all that they've done is just about the stock value. And I think it would be absolutely brilliant if like, they finish eighth this year and have no form of European competition and just hit them where it hurts with not getting that revenue.
0: That would be mightily the delight. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I don't disagree with what you were saying about like them just being a collection of superstars and no particular vision and that that's what is the difference between City and Liverpool and Chelsea versus them like those four teams all have basically infinite money for all intents and purposes. If they want a player, they can go out and buy a player other than Messi. But the other three are well run. I think we're, we are exceptionally well run. I think our, they, our team invests in the right ways in our academy. You look at Liverpool, they Mm -hmm. have the biggest analytics department. That's not a coincidence that they're doing so much better than other people. City, just like us, academy, training grounds, transfers, real actual vision to stuff.
1: Directors of football as well, for all intents and purposes. Chelsea have Granovskaya. Liverpool, I can't remember the guy who's about to leave, but has been there for the last 10 years. And City have uh, Tiki Belgiristan, who was working with Pep at Barcelona before. I believe mm-hmm. have that structure. Arsenal yeah. have Edu. Even from my point of view, Palace have Friedman, who's, you know, when you have these people in place that are going to be there for like a 10-year stretch, it becomes so much more about the entire project as opposed to just the managers and the players on the pitch.
0: Yeah, this is going to hurt me to say out loud, both in terms of who I'm comparing to who and to say the thing as preamble. But um. It reminds me a lot of Marvel and Star Wars, because they're both owned by Disney. They both have infinite money. They both could get any name they want as a director, as an actor, as a writer, as a whatever. They have carte blanche to make things. And you look at Marvel, you look at the MCU, and they have Kevin Feige, and he has a vision, and he builds for 20 movies up to Endgame, and it's the greatest fucking thing that's ever happened in pop culture in terms of like a massive piece of art like that. And you look at Star Wars and the job that Kathleen Kennedy has been doing for the last 10 years or whatever, and like, you know, they bring in Last Jedi and Last Jedi directly contradicts what Force Awakens said, which then is directly contradicted by what's in Rise of Skywalker. They're up, they're down, they're all over the place. And Man United are... Ugh, the Star Wars in this situation. um, Because oh they need a fucking vision. And... But the flip side of that is that no matter what is currently happening, they still have the sauce and the talent and the money and the players there, even if it's a jumbled mess, there's so many pieces there that someone, if they could get a Kevin Feige or a manager to come in and do something with those pieces and find something, and I think specifically Antonio Conte would have been the perfect fucking fit for them. Because he knows how to show up, see what his players have, what they are, and then put them together in weird ways so that you win the title with Victor Moses at right wing back. And, like, you set the record for the most days in first place that season. You know what I mean? Like, it's madness. And I think if he had come in, I would absolutely be terrified that they are not too far away to catch um, the top four race, if not even, like, flirting with a hot enough run towards us and Liverpool. Um, Not City, maybe, but it's there. The Play-Doh is there. There's going to take a lot of sculpting. It has to be an exceptionally intelligent and visionary person, but they have the money to bring that kind of person in, and they have the pieces – if someone has the balls to come in and be like, all right, sorry, I'm not playing this person with this person. You're a big name, but you're just getting dropped mm-hmm. or you're getting shipped, which Conte could have been the one to come in and do. Ole Ole wasn't running the team. I don't know who was running the team, but it sure as fuck wasn't Ole. Now, if someone can come in and actually run the team and the players are desperate for some direction, for some structure, for some whatever, like there's pieces there. They scare me. They do scare me. I don't know who they're going to get. And I trust, hopefully, that they're going to fuck it up and bring in the worst possible manager.
2: Hundred percent, yes. But, for, the, but the, for this year, I don't think you need to worry about them because we're dealing with a team that's like Michael Carrick's taken over. So he was in Ole's coaching staff. He's been he's been in the coaching staff for years now.
1: Mate, they're... give it three games. They're about to go into Villarreal. They're going to beat Villarreal. They'll qualify. They've got two more games. They'll probably get a draw and a win out of that. You'll get Rio Ferdinand on a fucking BT Sport oh, Office saying, put a piece of paper in front of him, tell him to put whatever he numbers, sign it, and the cycle will just carry on. <laughs> That's just what will happen. Man United, they need, right? Alex Ferguson was uh, is unequivocally in English football, the greatest manager in pretty much all of our lifetimes. Yeah. I don't see how you can debate that. And certainly for the Premier League, most successful. He can't be there anymore. You can't... Football doesn't work like that. And and what's funny is, is the reason that Alex Ferguson worked was because of the class of 92 to start him off with, which then built a solid foundation that he could then keep recycling his team, keep developing it, keeping key people in key positions to then have some stability and going forward. Before that, before he won the FA Cup final, he was going to get fired. Like, it's only that that kept him in the job, which was just before the start of the Premier League, um, that then led to him keep being kept in the job because he'd been there for five years and not really done fuck all. And then it helped to build. But he's the exception, not the rule. They stuck with Ole far, far too long. I've said it before. It was an experiment worth taking. Of course, anything is. It's worth trying. But... You know, Yeah. Well, Ole yeah. served his purpose. He was never going to take them far. A hundred percent. It Why? Why are we giving Man United advice? It, it, <laughs> they, I, I have no faith. I have zero faith, and I don't don't know why I'm even remotely aggravated by it. But I have zero <laughs> faith that they will get any of it right. That just excites me, and it's great. <laughs> but also, it's like you're f- so fucking dumb. You are the, you have been the richest club in the fucking world, and you couldn't do this. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Everyone else overtook you, and now, whilst claiming, oh, money is ruined football, and you're throwing the most money out of everyone. Yeah, they're you're still like,
0: fucking like the up the most. They're still the you're richest.
1: Fucking, fucking up the most, <laughs> spending all that money on people. But I'm, all mind. I'm
2: saying is, I'm not even looking beyond this year. For, I'm just saying this year is a, a done deal because like whoever you get in if you you're getting in an interim well they're not going to bring in a whole new backroom staff as well and i'm just saying what changes because you you're getting rid of ole when you've got the same the same staff in you know you they're not going to be able to attract anyone for this interim position who's so charismatic and amazing that that that, that somehow the players just all buy into it i mean it seemed like there were there were some players who Sound like they'd lost faith in Ole, but you know he certainly still seemed to have Bruno Fernandez on board. Um, I don't. I don't know. It just. I don't. I think this season, Man United are a done deal. You don't. You don't. No one needs to worry yeah. about Man United. And and Chuck's thinking even further on that they'll fuck it up even further, and that that may be the case. But I'm just sort of like. For now, it's just it's just hilarious to see what happens now. Because who are they going to bring in as an interim? And are they going to bring in our whole new interim backroom staff as well? Because if they're not, then what changes?
0: Yeah, I guess my anxiety is more around like, just look at us. We went from Frank to Tuchel, and overnight, we're just the, one of the best teams in the world. And like, maybe there's no Tuchel out there, but you never know who's going to come into the situation. All of a sudden, they get lucky. That's my anxiety as a Chelsea fan, right? Because I don't want another big team. You guys, if Man United are great, it doesn't really affect either of your clubs. Versus when they're shit, right? So like. No,
1: no, 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 no! I love getting three points there every year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um That was, I guess, all sort of the news. Although we talked about United, obviously United losing four one to Manchester, United, or United losing four one to Watford as the impetus for him getting fired there. That's that match covered. um mm. Shall we get to the other matches?
1: <laughs> Watford with two missed penalties. <laughs> wow, one one missed penalty <laughs> as well. Two. <laughs> mm, times two and a half. Half a penalty? Who knows? Harry Maguire silenced his critics.
2: Oh, Delicious.
1: Nah, we want to talk about all the goals, goals, goals. All the goals, goals, goals at the Dole House in
0: Fort Lauderdale. Let's bang out the first one. It's It'll be quick. Chelsea 3, Leicester 0, Chelsea 2.4 to Leicester's 0.4. A well-deserved 3-0. We looked a lot fucking better than them. I done been saying that Leicester aren't that good. It is nice to see Chelsea's underlying numbers moving up along with the actual... Performance is continuing on. We're still in first place. Um, Mm -hmm. We're pulling away from the fourth, fifth, sixth pack in terms of our underlying numbers, but we're still not caught up to Liverpool and City in terms of our underlying numbers. All in all, good vibes, happy day, happy mood. Uh, Just celebrating and being happy with watching that. It was a whole lot of fucking fun. We are a lot of fun to watch. Um,
1: Conceded one goal from open play in the league. And the hilarious stat that I heard uh, about your starting 11 on... Uh, against Leicester on Saturday was it Saturday yep. Um all of them all 10 outfield players have scored at some point this season yeah yep really. Yep. And we're it's, uh, it's no we're very luck.
0: much goals by committee uh <laughs> right now it's delightful it's really delightful where our defenders are putting up crazy numbers we used to be like this too in the Ivanovic Terry days like would we just Terry we put up 20 goals by a defender like four seasons in a row
2: so can I ask something because obviously as a Neutral when it comes to the Premier League, I see a lot of stuff through a fantasy football lens. And, you know, as you say, at the minute, Chelsea's defenders are just doing insane things. Like, if you don't own Chilwell James in fantasy football, what are you doing? And doing shit is what people are doing. Yeah, well, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, (laughs) obviously, we've talked about Lukaku coming in, not immediately setting the world alight, potentially because of the system. And uh, since Lukaku's been out, Chelsea have looked really good. Now, this the way Tuchel is playing with his wing-backs is, is different to how it's been before uh, with Chelsea or any other team. In that, Chilwell and James are actively getting encouraged to not only sort of like make um, overlapping runs, you know, uh, with midfielders, they're encouraged to get, into the box, in the middle, take shots. It's it's insane the amount of of touches that Chilwell and James are getting in the box. Is that something that's happened since the beginning of this season, or is it, or, or was it at, at, at the beginning of this season, and I just didn't notice? Like, as in, is Lukaku um, when he comes back, is he coming back into a change system? Or was it like this and I just I just didn't necessarily notice? This the recent run, touches? and that's
0: that was going to be my big takeaway for the match anyway, was that this recent run of like really nice form and the underlying numbers matching and we just look good again has been since Lukaku's been out and we reverted back to the 3-4-2-1 from last year. Right. Um, the fullbacks, the attacking wingbacks thing was going on to a certain extent last year. Depending on the game situation, we would switch out Aspi at right wingback for Reese James for more defensive um, but on the left side was Alonzo yeah. or Chilwell. Both of them are basically just wingers, not actually wing backs. Um, Certainly the way they play, there's always been a lot of overlap. I think recently with the injuries, uh, with Lukaku out, with Werner out, with Pulisic still out, slash starting to come back only recently, um, a lot of the more natural inside cutting, bringing the ball with them, attacking threats... From wide in that two behind the one in three four two one has been missing, so it it would create the type of space where there's more um, opportunity, I would say, for Chilwell and James to get into the box and get seen. But I don't think that it's a structural difference as much as a personnel difference to last season specifically. Certainly, though, in the three five two, they've been used in different ways. So, like when Lukaku comes back. If we keep this 3 4 2 1, which has been going so fucking well, and I really hope we don't go away from it because we were one of the best teams in the world last year playing it, and again, we've just looked so good, then I wouldn't necessarily expect to see a drop off from Chili or Reese. But again, that's the big question mark. And that's kind of my takeaway from here is like, yeah, we look great, and we've looked great for about a month now, and it's not a coincidence that that's also when Lukaku's been injured, and we've been playing the last year's system of 3 4 2 1. Like, I need to see. For me to could, for me to believe in our first place, because our underlying numbers are weird, um, and I still think that we're one of the best teams in England, like even if we're technically right now the third best team in England by underlying numbers, we're the number one in on the table, whatever, 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 right? For me to believe and feel confident in this first place, I need to see it work with Lukaku. Mm. And we have yet. Other than the Arsenal match, which it's just Arsenal. Um, <laughs> like the, Lu, the Lukaku experiment is, is not going that. particularly well, if I'm honest, like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to see that. Um, The other thing I wanted to highlight, other than the, like, I'm kind of worried because this still is without Lukaku, so as good as we look, whatever, uh, is shout out to Kalamotun Odoi because this was his sixth start in a row. Sneakily didn't realize that he's been playing that much. Um, He has stood out as one of the better creators in that attacking. He only has one goal, and no assists over that time frame, but his fan track scores have been very good. His involvement in all of these sort of less... visually obvious uh metrics have been going really well he just looks great and the attack looks good he looks fluid he looks years older than he actually is in terms of his decision making at this point Mm. which was kind of his weak spot before this i thought he always had the technical abilities but now he's sort of adding the game sense to it um and that's great that's great to see and Polisic is back so that's always good too more options for less minutes because we're about to hit that time frame of the year where it's like a, a game every two fucking days from now to january so yep all right well that's enough about chelsea then um i think it's more of the same really so we'll see what happens lukaku comes back but let's move on to uh hmm we're, we're, we're running a bit long here so let's just go straight to crystal palace three burnley three chuck i'm assuming you have thoughts 1.3 to 2.0 you won the xg battle 3-3 overall how you feeling mm
1: uh not a hell of a lot of thoughts here that change from what i've said previously um point uh seven games now unbeaten which is the longest run in the league um so you know you've got to take the victory somewhere but you shouldn't you can't really go to turf more score three and not win uh you can't really go to turf more and be ahead twice and not win mm-hmm. but I also think that the type of team Burnley are versus the type of team we are at the minute is the perfect foil. Uh really for that set pieces is a weakness and it's it's a very very obvious strength for them. Um and their first two goals we just got caught absolutely napping, lost men uh, marking at, at set pieces and that, and that's kind of what led to that really. So you know, I can't I can't really say much. Really, really nice to see Benteke score it again. For um, one, for anyone keeping track on Oscar and I's bet on Benteke versus Werner this
0: year. <laughs> Which I totally forgot about. You so did, that's fun. I
1: didn't. Nope. Um, Benteke outscoring Werner and Kane combined so far for the year in the Premier League. <laughs>
0: what a what a what a madness what a madness
1: um and yeah you know it's just that we've we've had a couple of injuries there's a bit of of moving and shaking so so we'll see kind of going forward but overall like still still really really happy we're in a good position um underlined numbers two differential we're now fifth in the league for the season uh absolutely mad absolutely mad and so still happy and the, the margins are incredibly fine we could arguably again we could have like eight more points now by silly little things that hopefully we work on, and then you know you're looking at 24 points and third place <laughs> above City, which would be mad. You so tighten
2: um, up the set piece stuff. Which you've got a new manager; it doesn't that sort of thing doesn't fall into place straight away. Tighten that up, and you're laughing. I mean, exactly. You really are. So it, it's it's nothing that can't be fixed. You know.
0: Yeah, your numbers continue to project really well. Um, mm-hmm. Potentially a Europa League fight in your future, Woo-hoo! which would be nice.
1: If we're going to talk about ridiculous numbers, should we talk about the 5.30 game on Saturday? Sure. Adam, switch off. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking
0: of underlying numbers, projecting what was coming... (laughs) <laughs> Liverpool 4, Arsenal 0, Liverpool 4.3 to Arsenal's 0. 0.4. <laughs> Remember when people were like, oh, but Arsenal have been pretty good other than those first three matches. And also if we excuse these three matches because of early goals, <laughs> and if we excuse all of the data, they're actually a good team, I promise. But you you caveat, just have to ignore you, all of the history. If you XG.
1: only analyze between minute 57 and 63 <laughs> of every alternate Arsenal game in which the wind is blowing in a southwesterly direction mm-hmm. and Arteta has his hair parted to the right, the best They're team in the league. performing really well. Yeah, best team in the I, league. Uh, look, I, I'm actually going to be nice here and still say that Arsenal are performing well, corollary, because of the new thing that they are not a top team. They are a mid-table team. And yeah. they, they, this is the exact type of result you expect a mid-table team <laughs> to get against fucking Liverpool, especially this season. Yeah, that's that's right. this Liverpool yeah.
0: are so scary, man. This Liverpool are so fucking good.
1: I know, really, really well to only be 1-0 down at half-time. And Aaron Ramsdale, again, kept a minute, looking so happy with himself still every time he (laughs) makes a save. He is the antithesis of Jordan Pickford who is so angry every time he makes a save <laughs> like there was one I think it was like the third or fourth save he have to make he was so happy that he'd forgotten he'd kind of forgotten and they showed him on the camera he was all happy and smiling and laughing and then he clocked shit it went out for a corner let's get back organised again like he's just having a really great time he hasn't made many saves in the past he should enjoy them now um, I'm enjoying both being able to have been right about Aaron Ramsdale and say in the past his stats have been awful and also I'm enjoying getting to watch a goalkeeper be good you know I get the best of both worlds guys Mm -hmm. he has been very
0: good he has been saved a lot of he has saved a lot of blemishes for them let's say But if we're talking about things that we're happy about, I'm happy to be able to say that I fucking told you guys that Arsenal are shit, and that you shouldn't excuse this number or that number. Like, there's a reason that aggregates (laughs) matter, and there you go. This is, as you rightly say, this is what you would expect from these two teams and their numbers. If you blank out the names and just look at the teams, just look at the numbers, you know, put play with like the blurry faces on the jerseys and on (laughs) the faces, like they do on the news, to hide their identities. I guarantee that people would think Arsenal were shit, and this is a normal expected result
2: yeah but going down to this liverpool team 4-0 does it really make you shit i'm just it makes you no. average
0: uh going down to this liverpool team 2-0 sure 4-0 is a, is a force
1: but you didn't learn anything that you don't already know that that, that they aren't at the level to compete with liverpool city chelsea yeah. anymore that's yeah. that's just it that's 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 why this isn't a shock and I don't really laugh about it anymore. And I think they're kind of doing the right thing in the approach that they're using to kind of go about the change, I, I guess. I don't I don't really think that I can criticise the way that Manchester United haven't uh, dealt with the, their transition out of their dynasty whilst saying they should effectively do what Arsenal have done and then criticise Arsenal for what they're doing. They had to take a step down at some point. They do. It's all about then... You know, they've bought a lot of young players. They seem to be settling in and getting used to each other well. There is still a bedding in time for them. And I I just think that if you change your expectations of what that team is and and you put them in there, like they're they're not that bad. I think
2: I think (laughs) a lot of more serious Arsenal fans who aren't don't spend all their lives on social media. Would accept How, that would I can say count them on one hand. I think yeah. Well, I know yeah. <laughs> but um, would say that this period is necessary, but it's also it's also got to be fucking scary for them because we all know that this sort of period goes one of two ways, doesn't it? It either leads to a rebuilding and uh, getting back into the Champions League situation, or it can lead to a spiral downwards. And I think you know i i think it's a coin flip with arsenal i i don't know how to call it because sometimes you think the arteta plans you know work in long term and they're building something and other times they look sort of you know completely bereft of of ideas i think you know maybe i'm being slightly harsh on them because they they started very badly and i i i tipped arteta yeah. to go but
1: they have it's... been pumped they've been pumped a serious number of times and then like yeah. very closely won games as well, which they have. You know, yeah, you're in, right. in the aggregate looks really bad um as an overall picture. That the fact that their losses are really bad and then they basically are scraping by, but yeah. you also do kind of have to start somewhere if I'm gonna um, throw them an olive branch at some point.
0: No, fuck that olive branch, burn it down. <laughs> Because this guy
1: into Olive Garden breadsticks and eat it.
0: Oh yeah, oh, my oh, my Olive Garden. You got it, guys. There we go. We we go. I'm out. Sorry guys, We're got- I'm- I got to stop recording. I'll see you guys next week. Um, this has been the Miles Outside Pub. Thank you Patreon. No, um, you can't do the fuck outro. That. Fuck that. Because this guy is two and a half seasons in, and I still see every motherfucker on the internet being like. Oh, got to trust the process. Give him time. And it's like, what, what fucking process? We're two and a half years into this guy's tenure. He's not a good manager. I'm sorry. I've been saying this for a year and a half now. This guy got hired at the same time as Frank. So he's, he's, still s- fucking he's six going. months
2: away from a Watford pumping and losing his job then. You'll be fine. Yeah, well,
0: there you go. There we go. I mean, I was on this about Ole, and I'm equally on this about Arteta. I continue to not understand how he still has his job, other than they don't actually care about winning or they don't have any better ideas, but he's not a good fucking manager, and I don't understand how it's not readily apparent to literally everyone on the fucking planet that that's the case. He's had them for a long time, they've now brought in signings for him and his system, and they continue to not be good.
1: It is quite funny that this is literally his first job as a manager. Yeah, yeah. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Like, at least Lampard had a few bits and pieces, Solskjaer at least had a few bits and pieces, he's just kind of got it because he was Pep's assistant for a while. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's
1: not exactly the best person, in a way, to learn exactly management off of because the guy is equating things on a level of comprehension that yeah. he can't he can't vocalise to you in yeah, one go. Yeah.
2: Can you learn what Pep has to teach? No. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: It's like just trying to mimic Beethoven or Mozart, yeah, like just yeah. by watching him. Just going, oh, okay, yeah, I've got that. Did it? Like, it's not the levels are there insanely I enjoyed him trying to fight Klopp that was fun a little bit oh that was so good
0: yes Yes, I love manager handbags they both got yellow cards too love it love it love love, love. the yellow
1: cards and um, yes but suddenly after that
2: the match got good so you know, more
1: of that that's got phase. good. That famous quote unquote Liverpool atmosphere came through. Um, <laughs> they they continue to be a, a, just a fucking steamroller
2: at the same time, and um, just, just needed two middle aged men to nearly have a fight.
0: We are in for a fucking wild ride this year because Liverpool City and Chelsea it. are like you know how like there's a I don't know if this is actually true or not, but allegedly like when women all live together they sync up their cycles, right? Like, that's a thing that's supposed to happen. I don't know. Yeah, biologically, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Chelsea, Liverpool, and City are synced up in their cycles, by which I mean when they drop points, they all drop points on the same weekend. (laughs) And when they win, they all win massively on the same weekend. They're all going through the same fucking cycle right now through the season. And we had a 3-0 from Chelsea, 4-0 from Liverpool, 3-0 from City. We are in for a fucking phenomenal ride. They're all so good. We're the worst one, but we're in the top. And then the other two are fucking <laughs> amazing. It's so good. It's so good, man.
1: And what's really fun is that like now we've got this whole mental um fixture congestion period over Christmas. None of you play each other in this. Like Chelsea yeah. play Liverpool on the second and then play Man City on the fifteenth of January. So we okay. get the whole Christmas period of you guys just trying to go absolute mega points like slobber knocker, <laughs> just trying to non stop <laughs> win every game. I mean, City have West Ham, Villa, Watford, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle, Leicester, Brentford, Arsenal. Um, Liverpool have Southampton, Everton, Wolves, Villa, Newcastle, Tottenham, Leeds, Leicester. Then they then they meet Chelsea. Uh, and Chelsea have uh, Man United, Watford, West Ham, Leeds, Everton, Wolves, Villa. Brighton, so chelsea arguably have (laughs) it's
0: the most wonderful time Uh, the tinsel
1: window we'll run into the tinsel window after the great like oh i just i just can't wait whilst we're talking about um actually christmas and you bring out thanks mate i forgot um the question that we all want to know oscar
0: have you put up your christmas tree yet no we have not i have (gasps) to admit that we have not i know i know it's just been like you you like you said i haven't even had time to record this podcast every week like it's just been fucking crazy in my life and like my work situation and my health and like (sighs) everything so we haven't had time we're gonna um obviously this week is thanksgiving so we have quite a few days off this week which is nice so we're planning on decorating this weekend
1: there we go right um shall we do do you want to do a brief uh, talk about the the new manager bounces that we had
0: sure tottenham too. Leeds 1, Tottenham 2.0 to Leeds 1.1. Uh, a tale of two halves here. Yeah, Leeds- a
2: second half new manager bounce, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they
0: came back, you know, that you have to say, for a manager to see problems, address them at halftime, come out, and they look as strong as they did in the second half, bood, is a better bood, problem than not.
1: Booed <laughs> off at <laughs> halftime in your new manager's But fir- When did yeah. Spurs become so fucking toxic? A game and a half, a game and a half into your incredible manager's new reign, and you're already booing, booing him off at fucking half time. And then you're winning a game, and he's trying to get you to cheer, and you're all fucking leaving the stadium, right? Wow, Spurs fans, that's uh, good. You know, is it are they booing because you know, taking away the ketchup wasn't working? Um, then you know, the players have to only sleep with their wives now. What what (laughs) and underneath, (laughs) underneath, underneath, only with their wives and with as little effort as possible.
0: Uh, maybe they're booing because they still haven't gotten their cheese room. Where's my fucking cheese room? Are you kidding? I'd be furious,
1: Mm. yeah. Yeah, there's not to be fair, there's just there's not a lot a whole lot to say here. First half, Spurs were absolutely woeful. Kane still playing like he expects to not get service and just dropping so fucking deep and Calvin Phillips just following him uh stop and intercepting every ball. And then kind of being a bit more effective in the second half, Spurs opening it up. Um I'd say a touch of luck for the regulon goal, but because Dyer's free kick obviously gets a ricochet off of the wall, then hits the post. But, you know, Regulon also is there following that one up. So, quite intelligent play um, for someone for him to get his first goal as well and follow that in. And uh, Heubjerg did a, a lovely kind of surreptitious uh, kick past Melier um, to get his, what, his second, third, third goal of the season, I think. Um, so. You know, it's Spurs. Spurs are in transition, right? Massively, so we don't expect them to be like this for very long. And no, then their fans booing them off.
0: Um, I'm not making a mountain out of this, or even necessarily reading into it, but it is something to note. Harry uh, Kane's stat line in this game, in the aggregate, uh, I don't. It doesn't say which ones were from the first half, which ones were in the second half. Um, was quite a good stat line. Again, I'm not saying he's back. Who knows? He's certainly been gone for longer than he's been back in the last four years or whatever um but he had four shots 45 touches which is um third most fourth most on the team 0.7 expected goals five progressive carries and six attempted dribbles so he had the ball at his feet and he was moving okay which is not harry kane's way usually so something potentially to keep an eye on I don't know, Mm. going forward, you know, we have a sample size of one half of good football. but
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's very, very early days. But, you know, whatever Conte can do to just keep Harry Kane as close to and in front of the goal as possible um, or have him only slightly dropping back and and move into that kind of quarterback-ish role that he was playing for a while with his quite surprisingly exceptional range of passing um it can only be a good thing by this st- st- such early days
0: so title numbers we have man city still definitively the favorites on 538 by 44 percent liverpool on 30 chelsea on 25 that seems about right to me chelsea the best uh position worst numbers and then liverpool not quite as good as city etc um for the top four all three of those teamers teams are 95 percent to make top four Um, But for the top four race, we have West Ham still decidedly at the top at 32%. Man United and Arsenal tied for the second most for that top four at 19% each as of the time of recording. And then Tottenham with 10%. Everybody else is in the single digits. That looks about right to me. West Ham have been the fourth team, even though they lost to Wolves this week, and deservedly so, on the XG.
1: Can we get the re- relegation? We've got the relegation numbers?
0: Yeah, and then for the relegation, Norwich are basically down at 75%. Newcastle looking 62%. Wow,
2: 62 How's that going <laughs> to feel
0: for the Saudi Arabia not government to own them?
1: Oscar, it's the not-kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It's sorry. The, it's not, not the government, although the kingdom sorry, is also sorry, the sorry, government. Sorry. But, it, but specifically, they do not own the team. They just are the board of the investment company that bought the team. Right. And exactly. they're the ones that own the money. Sure, 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 sure,
0: well, sure, they sure. are 62% to go down. And then it's <laughs> a, a three-horse race, I guess, for the third relegation spot with Burnley, Watford, and Leeds. Oof, Leeds. What happened to you?
1: Mm, they Yikes. haven't won a game in, uh, in a while. Um, and many injuries. Uh, yeah, yeah this- I was going to
2: say, the team they put out this week... It uh, didn't look like I. I looked at it and thought that that's not a team that should, that is pushing for top half football like they were last season. I really you know, feel like I've reversed Jinxton. Yeah, I really have. Uh, you, yeah, I, also, I have. absolutely just
1: just at the point I started to enjoy Brentford and said that we should start following. You know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> them. They, they, they've had one point in the last five games. So yeah, they're um,
0: they're now down to sixteen percent for relegation. Yeah, so. That, the, the Sheffield
1: United effect came in quick. Uh um, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, not not that there's any Brentford fans. There's no fucking Brentford fans. All the Brentford fans really support Chelsea, so
0: <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Villa are on the edge of the relegation conversation with eleven percent. So you gotta hope that it doesn't slip for Stevie G there.
2: You love it. Don't you? Oh yeah. yeah oh, there's, you gonna it. A, there's gonna be a lot of that. Yeah. Palace, 5% to get relegated and 5% to get Champions League. So. We go. like it.
1: Mid, 50, 50. table, anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got. I would like the percentages to be the exact same until the end of the season when they both just say zero. <laughs> zero, <laughs> Zero percent chance of either. Uh,
0: Leicester are basically in the same place as you, but slightly worse. They are 5% to get relegated and 4% for Champions League. So you're better than Leicester. Yeah, they are,
1: yeah. 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 I think that's massively down to fixtures uh fix play played yeah. we still like add very bad also you know we've we bad at conceding set plays but i think the teams that have scored the most set piece goals i looked at this earlier and now i can't remember um we've played the top seven teams that have scored set pieces from set pieces this season
0: yeah but that's because they got to play against you so that pads yeah their well, that's what i
1: was gonna say it's just the worry of whether we how much we contributed to that yeah exactly did i mention earlier as well that chelsea have conceded one fucking goal from open play You're pretty nice <laughs> Pretty nice. 12 12 games. Um, Gentlemen, do you want a quiz? (laughs) Hell yeah! Love a quiz. Oh, I don't have uh, the door's not locked this week, um, but I don't have a children's (sighs) toy to uh, do uh, up or down, long or short. What can you tell me about this lot? They have been managers. Has he been longer than the other manager? Who knows? You knows, maybe quiz um good right this is a quiz all about because obviously we've had so many changes of managers it is about managers and how long they have been at the club during their latest or the specified stint um it's a classic higher or lower game uh this died on its ass last time i did it so i've made it easier also i've made it so you each get three um attempt so it's going to be really simple i'm going to give you a manager the first one give you their length of the tenure and specify the club that they were at at that time obviously and then you have to tell me if the next one's higher or lower you'll get a point then you'll be able to choose do you want to bank that point and allow the other player to go with their ones or do you want to keep going so every time you can keep adding one but if you get if you get one wrong you bust out for that one and get zero
2: Okay. Are we allowed to know the next manager before we decide to risk the no. points? No. Okay. Surely no.
1: not. Okay. There we go. I was going to say no. Oscar said no. You weren't sure. Oh. It's a no. Um, granted, it's... Now, what I want to say is it's not like as you go on, the difficulty gets harder as in the swings get less because I just couldn't be fucked. So, <laughs> question... so like... Number no, number three might be someone who's actually been at the job 10 years. And then the next one might be someone who's inside a year. But then the next one might be like just over. You, you see what I mean? Yeah, there sure. is you know, no yeah. pattern. The very last one could be very easy, but you won't know that until you get there.
0: And what are the current standings in the overall? Oh,
1: I don't well, know. Well, Oscar, I believe it's 5-4 to Oscar. All right. Do you know that for sure? <laughs> no, no. But everyone agrees each week because none of you pricks check either. Um, exactly. Somewhere on the <laughs> quiz I haven't written. So... I am going to let Ian go first So your first manager, Ian I'd like to bank my points, please <laughs> you, you currently have zero Your first I'm manager your first, Well, funnily enough, that might come up in a bit Your first manager <laughs> is Sir Alex Ferguson <laughs> okay. Who was at Manchester United for 26 years and 6 months 26 years and 6 months At his current stint At Peterborough United Has Darren Ferguson (laughs) been there less Or more time Than his father was at Manchester United
2: (laughs) His current stint only Because with his 3 stints It feels like 26 years Um, I will say he's been there less time
1: Correct He has only been there 2 years And 9 months of the current stint Would you like to carry on? Uh, Yeah I'll carry on He'll carry on. Okay, you mentioned Derby before. The current uh, Derby manager, Wayne Rooney. Has he been there longer or less than two years and nine months? Uh, Less. That is correct. He has been there for one year. Do you want to carry on? You've got two points.
2: Yeah, I'll carry on.
1: Okay, the next one. Graham Potter. Has he been at Brighton for less or more time than a year? More. That is correct. You've got three points. Three sweet points. Do you want to bank them? Do you want to keep going? Two years and six months, by the way. Two years and six months.
0: Well, if it's a Chelsea one, you know it'll be less because we only get 18 months. So.
1: <laughs> go on.
2: I'll go on. Fortune favours the brave.
1: So you're on three points. You're risking it. for How long was Roy Hodgson at Palace? Was it more or Ooh. less than two years, six months? The way that these get confusing as well is because it's not in
2: seasons. Yeah. Shit. I will say higher.
1: That is correct. Four (sighs) points. Three years, eight months of my life. I will never get back. Um, (laughs) So do you want to risk it for the five? Yeah, go on. Number five, Thomas Frank at Brentford. Now, this is not just Premier League. This is Premier League, including his time in the championship. Higher or lower than three years, eight months? Months I'll go lower Bank that five points Mr Simpson Well done Very well done Three years Two months Oscar P. Puente You get to start with Arsene Wenger He was at Arsenal 21 years And eight months Was Dean Smith At Aston Villa For less Or more Than that Less months Funnily enough Correct Three years And one month So that is a point To Oscar Do you want to play on? Yeah Eddie Howe at Bournemouth, was he there for more or less than three years and one month? Uh, more? That is correct. Yay. Seven years and hey, ten Bought Bought him months. Bought them up from League Two, didn't he? There you Bought go. Bought brought them up from League Two. Do you want to carry on? Yeah. Nice easy one for you. Thomas Tuchel. Less.
0: Wait, no, no, no. Thomas Tuchel where?
1: <laughs> At Chelsea. Less. Yeah, I think if you any of his Cubs probably combined, it's less. Uh, yes, nine months. Just nine months. Just At, a nine. I'm mad. I said some of them are easier than others. Uh, do you want to go on? Yes, Marcelo Bielsa at Leeds. Longer. That is correct. Three years and six months. Do you want to go for the five to tie it up?
0: No, I'll bank the four.
1: You'll bank the Ooh, four. Let's play bank. on. Okay, so you got your four. Uh, we'll play on for the just for the posterity and the fun of it. Sure. Brendan Rodgers at Leicester.
0: Higher uh, or lower
1: than three years six months?
0: Less. Less less stir, less. Yeah. Correct.
1: <laughs> Two years and nine months. But you banked your points, you got you four go. points. Five go. four. Ian's got five. Ian, your next one. Sean Dyche has been at Burnley for nine years. David Moyes, was he at Everton for Ooh. more or less than that? Uh less.
0: No. David
1: Moyes was at Everton for 11 years no, and 2 really? months. 11 My years 2 goodness. months. Let's play on just for the fun of okay. it. Okay. Pep Guardiola. Less. Correct. 5 years 4 months. And this is a shame because I think this is quite a good one. Gareth Southgate. Huh. Less or more time at England oh, than Pep that. Guardiola has been at City? Less. By Two months less. I just thought that was nice in there as a tidbit. It's been five years. Um, Next up, David Moyes, but at Manchester United. Uh, Less. Funny that. Nine months. (laughs) And how long was it? More or less? Louis van Gaal's army. Uh, More. It was one year and ten months. So Ian... You get no points for that one, buddy. Uh, So it is still 5-4, Oscar. It is advantage to you. Now then, again, I very much doctored this just for funniness as well. (laughs) Jose Mourinho, in his first stint at Chelsea, was there for three years and three months. In his second stint, was he there more or less time than that? Less. (laughs) Ding! That is correct. Two years... And six months. Would you like to play on? That's a point. Yeah. You're tied up at the moment. You're going to play on. In Jose Mourinho's stint with Manchester United, <laughs> was he there more or less than two years and six months?
0: Less. Boo! Oh, oh no. no. I would have said less He as was well. there.
1: Two years, seven Oh, months. that's I did brutal. tell you. The difficult, yeah. Well, I told you the difficulty is mixed, mate. You got too cool after Eddie Howe. All right. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We will play on. See, we got. Jose Mourinho at Spurs. Less, less
2: or more. <laughs> less is correct.
0: I just assumed that it was getting shorter and shorter yeah. at each club.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> In that no Yeah, already at Romer, he's blaming the players for everything. So, yeah. Yeah, good. but he
1: also bought a player a pair of Balenciaga shoes. So, you know, up ah. and down. Um, Swings around. Ole Solskjaer at United. More or less time than Mourinho mm-hmm. was at Spurs. Uh, more. Two years, 11 months. And Oli Soshire was he at Cardiff
0: for more or less time
1: than that?
0: Uh, less.
1: Correct, eight months. Uh, that was his stint in English football. So the points are
2: currently five. He proved himself at Mulder.
1: Yeah, in a way. Uh, five to Ian, four to Oscar. We go down to the final one each. Oh. So, Ian, your starting manager is Jurgen Klopp. Of Liverpool. He has been there for six years and one month. Okay. Was, he's, he's got a mensch earlier. Was Brendy Rogers at Liverpool for more or less uh, time than that? Less. Correct. Three years and four months. Do you want to play on? You've got a point. That makes it 6 4. Yeah, I'll play on. Okay. Ralph Hassenhutel at Southampton. More or less time than three years, Ooh. four months. Now bear in mind, um, in terms of age, those nine nils feel like they've added on a year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh despite that, I will say less.
1: That is very good. Two years, eleven months, so Oof. five years less than Brendy was at uh Liverpool. So that's two points. Uh so you're on seven four, are you gonna play on?
2: No, I'll bank that. You'll yeah, bank that's it smart.
1: seven four. Okay. Uh we'll play on. Yep. Pochettino, was he there less or more time than ooh, um
2: Oh, no idea. L- I would say less.
1: Yeah, I was quite surprised. One year, four months. Yeah. Not long at all before he, he got his job at Spurs. Um, the next one would have been Claudio Ranieri at Leicester. Bearing in mind, he won the league. Was he there more or less than one year yeah, and but four he months? He took
2: over. He took over from Pearson. Um, shit, that's a tough one. I think... Oh, How long did it take him to sack him? This isn't even for a point. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, it isn't. But um, I will say less.
0: Yeah, I think it's
1: less. It was actually just more. <sighs> one, one year and seven months after he shit. provided one of the greatest moments in <laughs> football history. And was Ranieri at Fulham for... More or less time than he was at Leicester? Uh, more? More, brilliant. He was there three months. So, uh... Oh, of course he
2: was. Yes, of course he was.
1: <laughs> you kind of took it at the right point there, 7-4. So, Oscar, you need to get to three here, really. Yep. So, we're going to start off with, he's just been featured in the last two, Claudio Ranieri was at Chelsea for three years and nine months. Oh, cool. Was Nuno Espirito Santo at Wolves for more or less time than that? That's a tough start.
0: Less? I mean more?
1: (laughs) I think you've got your answer, Ian. Play your music! (laughs) Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. we haven't heard it in a while.
0: (laughs) It occurs to me that that sounds very much like the notes from uh, New York, New York.
1: (laughs) Not enough like that, though. You know what? It's a very budget skiffle version, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very similar uh, <laughs> musical notes there. Yeah. Uh, duh.
1: I want to wake up in a skip on the A23. Yeah, it fits things. Brilliant. So what? Nuno was at Wolves for four years. Uh, okay. We'll play on just for the fun of it. Pochettino, how long was he at Spurs? Less. Five years, four months. There you go pochettino at psg Ah, oh, less 10 months frank lampard at chelsea
0: less oh more than 10
1: <laughs> more yeah i knew you knew the answer and it would have you you would have rounded off with Mikel arteta more more so you see what i mean i did it fair you know you had some yeah. difficult you had oh, some that was easy good enough five five two the stimpson in a way what how does that work never mind um oh oh changes for patreons right
2: we have. We've got a, a new producer. Wow. Uh, I might have to... You might have blown your mic there. Uh. Oh, yeah. It's
1: gone.
2: <laughs> um, Yeah, Jeff Pedder's upgraded to producer level. Um, and we've got so, so many producers now that I think we, we might have to come up with some different perks because... They're, they usually nominate international break episodes, and we don't even do international break episodes these days. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna start, to I'm gonna start having bugs. to write these
1: pay, these producers' names down for when I yeah. do the outro. Yeah, Jeff.
2: but thanks a lot, Jeff. That's uh, very much appreciated, as it is all our producers.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, the producer names. I know. Yeah, I know all the names. I've got. I've got all the names. All the names. Um, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, um, Jeff. Yeah, we've, uh, we've done Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Pedder. Uh That's Je- Jeff Pedder, GP, uh yeah. the pedestal. Um
0: This definitely isn't, by the way, listeners, the fourth time we've had to record this.
1: <laughs> Andy Penpreise, uh from he's from yeah. Sutton, Nate Nate Whittam, and Mark the Shark Daffin. Yeah. Right? I know all the names. And Johnny guys. Werthers. I said Johnny werther's Oh they do, okay. Sorry. He's he the original. He
2: is, yeah. Um
1: you know, and now I, yeah, now I've got it written down because I can't remember five things when I do my outro. Fixtures! Fixtures! This week, starting Saturday, the 27th of November. Um, Arsenal versus Newcastle. Uh, that, that's about the right level, isn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah. Newcastle probably going to get their first win there uh, to start <laughs> yeah. off. Will Eddie Howe still have COVID then? Will he still be there? Probably. He probably won't be there, will he? Doesn't want it enough. Already phoning it in. (laughs) Crystal Palace play Villa in the three o'clocks. Liverpool play Southampton in the Academy Derby. Norwich play Wolves. (laughs) Then we've got Brighton Leeds. Then Sunday. Oh, boy. We've got four games at two o'clock. Brentford, Everton, Burnley Spurs, Leicester Watford, City West Ham. And Chelsea get to, uh, I would say, take advantage, but... It probably would have been take advantage last week anyway, of um, rudderless, uh, wheelless Man United.
0: <laughs> that has banana skin written all over it.
1: <laughs> you would say that. You will always say that because you're such a negative. And in that <laughs> way, if it happens, you can be like,
0: I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Then it diminishes my sadness because I get to be smug. <laughs>
2: Tuchel versus the tactical genius of Michael Carrick.
0: The thing with United is you never know what you're going to get because there's just talented people They're not a box of
2: chocolates. They're not a box of
0: chocolates, mate. He's got the call. He's been... (laughs) No, that was my alarm. Oscar Sorry.
1: (laughs) Oh, never mind. I thought that was you getting a permanent job. Um, I did enjoy... Rio Ferdinand uh, saying this week that he should be made director of Football of United because it would be really easy. And when he got asked who he'd appoint as manager, I just went, oh, I don't know.
2: But the the pause Um, before he says it was just long enough to be fucking hilarious. He's just pitched himself as director of Football. Uh, Yeah, just to be, who would you give the job? I don't
1: know. (laughs) It's why I I wish you did the sound for that, because then at least we get Kate Bush as a bed over it. Yeah, it's
2: exactly thing. or you've got Danny Dyer loudly saying twat <laughs>
1: <laughs> well then uh, with that and he can press the buttons at any time any time um, let's get out of here any time sometime good times you got um, to fit
2: five names in now mate come on
1: yeah I know oh we mentioned Christmas earlier Magic FM all Christmas all the way through <laughs> the new year from 9am Friday yes <laughs> Say goodbye, Oscar.
0: Bye. We have a Spotify Christmas playlist as well. Look for an odd episode. Yeah.
1: Say goodbye, Ian.
2: Underneath the tree. Oh.
1: Underneath the tree. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny Wervington, Nate Witt, and Mark Daff, and Andy Pempray. from Sutton and The Pedestal. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> he knows all the names.